Hello, today we are going to be reading Ungodly the Goddess War by Kendar Blake, read by me, Jaden Smith, for Jubilee Wells Branch Principles of Art and Audio Video Technologies for 7th grade. State all copyrights are property of respective owners, published under fair use laws. This is a new book, so some of the words may be hard to say, but sorry, don't mind me. Chapter 1, At Large. The California coast, soft, hot sand beneath her feet, and an expanse of blue before her eyes. Cassandra pulled a deep breath and in through her nose, dry heat, and oil from the fryer in the cafe behind her. A hint of, of engine exhaust, too, from somewhere and underneath all the rest, barely detectable, on the edges of the air, and the smell of salt and deep, dark cold. Deep and dark and blue, but I know what moves farther out underneath the currents behind the waves. I've seen their fins and their lidless eyes. I've tasted their blood. Her eyes tracked, tracked <laughs> the water for ripples and shadows, but saw nothing. None of Poseidon's, Nereids or Levithans, not even a shark. Nothing to wade into the shallows and meet to fill her nose with fish and rot. Nothing for her to pop like a blister. It's been months since your Aiden killed Poseidon. Maybe they're gone, dead like him. Cassandra turned, Callie bent, Cassandra turned. Callie bent over a a wooden table, arms laden with red plastic baskets of french fries and turkey club sandwiches. Dead like him, she said. She meant like Poseidon, not dead like Aiden. But that's what Cassandra heard. Her mouth opened, ready to spit out something bitter to say to say Aiden was wasn't her, Aiden wasn't her Aiden that he never had been. But he had been he had belonged to her as much as any god could belong to anyone. If they were dead, they would wash up on the beaches, Cassandra said. They'd be lined up for me to see black bloated bodies to crack under the sun and be torn apart by seagulls. Callie pushed a sandwich toward her. Their deaths of dis- on display for you. Their corpse for you approval. For your pr- approval. You think they owe you that? Do you? It doesn't matter. They're not dead. Cassandra pulled a toothpick from the turkey club and pointed it at pointed it at a tomato. Callie took it and added it to her own. They'd been on the road for a month since Cassandra Cassandra had dragged them both out for a flooding Olympus. She'd only she'd taken a wrong turn when they emerged on dry, cold dirt in the back of an anonymous cave. They had been hundreds of miles from Kincaid, New York, and when they turned back, the cave wall was just a cave wall. No matter how she tried to pry her way back inside, Olympus was gone. She had to let, she, so she had to let Aphrodite and Ares go. While she growled and gritted her teeth and screamed loud enough to drown out Callie's wails for Odysseus, Audiences who laid, lay ruined, ruined on rocks somewhere outside of time with Achilles' sword 
sword through his chest, and Athena is lying just as ruined, ruined right beside him. She she clenched her jaw. She hated Odysseus' death. This book is so hard to read. It's such a tongue twister. Um, she she ugh, death. Should be twisted through with a god's. The hate spread thick and covered everything. Even him, her friend, she tried to smile at Callie. Thank you for the sandwich. You're welcome. Callie smiled back and small and small wrinkles appeared beside her eyes. The skin the skin of her, of her face was softer and drawn thinner. The price of Cassandra's touch when she dragged her to safety, a streak of gray had appeared in her hair in the space of a blink of the eye inside the cave. Just behind her ear, bright white against the brown waves, now she kept it gathered together in one piece and twisted it through a new braid. In the sun, it looked shiny and separate, pretty as pooled taffy. Callie nodded towards Cassandra's basket. You should eat more. You're getting thin, and you need to sleep. You need to do something to sleep better. You're not You're not going back, Cassandra said, and we're not calling them. Not yet. Not yet, Callie repeated. They think you're dead. Not everyone. Not my parents. When they left that cave in Texas, she decided she wasn't going back to Kincaid. Not not to a mess and grief of confusion. Not to watch her her Hermes panic and try to regroup. She had work to do, the work of killing gods, and she wanted to do it out alone. Or so she told herself. But the first time she had inter internet access she scored the scoured the web for news from Kincaid. Andy and Henry's Twitter feeds were both jammed with speculation about why she ran away. There was nothing else. Papers didn't write up anyways. Only Andy and Henry thought she was dead and so far they hadn't let anyone else on the suspect suspicion. But your brother, Callie, for, frowned, and poor Andy, and poor Andy, they'll understand when it's over, when all the gods are dead, and we have to, we have our lives back, as if we could ever have our lives back. Callie raised her her brows. You'd you'd feel better if you called them. No, I wouldn't. I'd feel heavy and guilty, and I would and I would miss them. You miss them anyway. At least if you spoke to them, you might have some comfort. The only thing, the only thing that comforts me, the the only thing that gives me an ounce of comfort, is the thought of Hera sink, sinking like a stone in the underwater cave. Cassandra threw a tomato onto her napkin, and I heard a sound of it and and clink, clink, clink of her body against the bottom. I hear it in my dreams, and 
and I sleep like an angel. You don't sleep at all. The nymph's, the nymph's steady eyes hung on her, heavy and so, and so, um, and so damn thorough. And almost consistent these days, Callie saw everything. Half the time it felt like she could read Cassandra's mind. It's almost time to go, Cassandra said. Are you sure he'll be there? Callie glanced at her watch and brush comes from her palms. Yes, if he wants to keep my friendship, which he does, good. She watched Callie clear the baskets and discarded napkins without trying to help. She would have only been batted away from Callie acted very much like a servant sometimes. Cassandra frowned. It would have been nicer to have a friend. You don't have to do everything, you know. Yes, I do, Callie said. You pay and you're helping. You're not a slave and you should and I shouldn't snap at you all the time. Callie stopped and crunched an aluminum can, can Fanta, Fanta in her fist. Cassandra, don't forget your, your, prom, your promise, our bargain. Cassandra lowered her eyes. I won't. Look at me when you say so. Okay, I won't. Say it again. The gravity of those green eyes held her up and down all at once, but Cassandra did as she was asked, you'll help me, and when, we, and when all this work is done and gods are dead, I'll kill you too. Okay. Um, there's also some really good rates on this book. Um, so one of them says, this series from one of the best up-and-coming horror suspense writers around updates Greek mythology but offers far more than a, a Percy Jackson re- retreat. This edgy first installment maneuvers forces forces into position readers will want to stay tuned. So um another one says a gory thrilling vision of the Twilight of the Gods and their pettiness and power. This book is, yeah, so this book is a really good book. Um, but yeah, um, 